When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From autosport.com and autosport magazine, I'm Martin Lee. This is the Autosport Podcast. So if Thursday slash Friday was a bit of a disaster for Formula One in terms of the track trying to eat Carlos Sainz's car, the fans being forcibly removed because the event was running late, three statements issued by Formula One since last time we spoke on this podcast, none of which said the words, we're sorry, we regret what happened, we could have done things better. Simply, thank you for your support. If you were affected, here's a gift voucher to buy a t-shirt with. Great. However qualifying today seems to have pulled it back a little bit it was interesting to watch good storylines to pick out for sunday afternoon sorry sunday mornings no saturday night's grand prix i'm so confused uh, let's get into all night with our grand prix editor alex kalanokas now alex before we get into talking about the action i do want to ask you about something that now over the last few hours has come out as a storyline as well and that is the very heavy-handed treatment of the fans the guests well people working in las vegas now of course we all want security to be good just fill us in on what's been happening at the hotels like the one that you are staying at with people well uh, obviously concerned about security but doing it in a way that is uh, really concerning welcome to the podcast fill us in yeah hi martin hi everybody listening um yeah it's uh, as you say martin it has been highs and lows this this event and Honestly, if someone were to say to me, I'm I'm considering going from London to Las Vegas for the 2024 Las Vegas Grand Prix, should I go? I would say absolutely do not go. Do not go. And it's for one very specific reason. In that I'm staying in a hotel with a lot of where FOM staff are staying. Now, we're not talking Stefano Domenicali. We're not talking their you know, senior managers, whatever. We're talking about the people who make this race happen, like TV camera operators, um, you know, the people who are, uh, you know, putting the logistics together. We are being woken up at random by security staff bursting into your hotel room demanding to know if we've got any hidden firearms in our room now i understand that's for a very 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 good reason because of what happened here in what was it 2017 the, the mandalay bay however when you've traveled from europe as some people potentially might be like fans they're going to have their 
they're going to have their weekends ruined because I've, I've felt dreadful all day. And I just think it's absolutely uh, appalling that this is even in the situation. I, I get the concerns. There's so many elements of this race that should be brilliant. They're being ruined by the really, really bad bits. I spoke to Rebecca Clancy, the, 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 the Times correspondent, and she said, well, wait a minute, that, that hasn't happened to uh, to her, fortunately. But she was like, what, what if you're a woman alone? I mean, it's, yes. it's truly shocking. I mean, could you, could you imagine? Like, I've actually got quite good uh, earplugs that uh, McLaren gave <laughs> me for that. Do you remember when we did that podcast from... Uh, from Pembury, where they were shaking down yes. Gakken and the Lewis Hamilton cars. They're, they're really, yeah. really good. I didn't hear them banging on my room. There's a bloke in my room. I woke up to that. Like, oh, my it's, goodness. It's, 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 it's shocking, like really quite alarming. I understand that at least two drivers have had their rooms effectively raided. Which is uh, which, which, which only made me feel better because it's just good that it's not it's happening to everyone. Do you know what I mean? It's like everyone's sort of equal in this and that's because they are saying they're doing it at random. So that at least is is, is fair enough. But um, I understand wow. at least one of, the, one of the drivers involved did not was not amused by it. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Should we talk about qualifying? By the way, I know yeah. Let's. We should probably get into it. Get into that. And and why Leclerc was so good on his way to pole? Why do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot to dig into there with um with but with basically you know the, we start with the with the track layout. It's basically Monza with walls. I think I've heard one of the uh, TV commentators put it put it that way. And who was on pole at uh, Monza? It was a Ferrari because they've got this effectively a Monza special uh, package. Um, they sort of altered it ever so slightly in the the I know FP1 didn't really count, but you know, the opening practice sessions in that they were trying a slightly different skinny rear wing. It just had the sort of the, the edges were, were slightly, slightly beefier. Uh, but for FP3 in the race, they've gone back to the full, really, really tiny wing. Uh, Red Bull is on its, you know, tiny, tinier wing. Uh, we're talking sort of, you know, fractions here, but that's what they're doing. But um, but yeah, the Ferrari is just excellent in, in that in that specification. It rides the curbs really well. Leclerc is also really good at the, the, the few technical spots of this track. Um, so he talked about, you know, he, he got pole. He ended up with the fastest time in qualifying on that second run in Q3, but actually he felt his his run that topped Q2 was just, he felt it was the perfect lap. He couldn't do any better, but... The, what, what what was going on? What were you seeing? Was a was a massive track evolution factor, um, and we'll probably talk about this in, with a, a few of the other you know running points that we, we we've got to we're going to go through, Martin. But yeah, basically because of the street circuit nature, the track is resetting every day. Naturally, there are no support series. Which again, let's go back to why the event has been bad. If there've been support series, they might have been able to iron out a few kinks. If there've been a test event, which I appreciate is difficult because you can't shut can't shut down the city again these kinks might have been ironed out but it's you know it's important to raise these questions anyway the track is resetting because there's no other rubber going down um and the uh you know it's, it's open to, to 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 anyone you know to, to 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 local traffic to pedestrians whatever so there's a huge track evolution factor and it just seems that um yeah uh, for uh, everybody ran throughout q1 a little bit less running in q2 they were going between the new softs and the used softs to manage it and then when it came to q3 uh, as I understand it, the track evolution factor it's not linear it was just just starting to to curve around and not ramp up quite as much as or sort of as dramatically as it had been um so so yeah so 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 the ferrari so so leclerc in particular both drivers tried one run at the start of q3 leclerc leading the way uh carlos Sainz had two warm-up laps that nearly worked very well for him he nearly pipped charles leclerc right at the end of q3 but leclerc the new tire freshness is is still there, even though the track evolution factor is slightly masking that. And and basically, I think um, you know w- what Leclerc likes about the sort of area around the sphere is that he can hook his right front through turn eight along the curb, and he seems to do that 
science doesn't really do that. I noticed that when I was trackside, back trackside for FP3. And um, and it really seems to be paying off for him. He's not actually quicker through the corners, but he's quicker on the way in and on the way out. And that's obviously where he's going to gain uh, the most time. So, um, so yeah, really, really small margins. Uh, and then then we come to Max Verstappen. And, and actually, because of what happened with Verstappen and also Leclerc feeling his laps were a bit messy and basically Q3 was, I thought Q3 was rubbish. It looked like it was boiling to an amazing qualifying session. Yes, um, yes. Verstappen, you know, bringing up magic, but it just didn't happen because he ends up trying on a used set of softs at the end. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know if he ran out of tires, but it's my, my suggest, the suggestion that I've had is that Red Bull was sort of trying a little trick that they thought the the the, the grip would come back in a set of softs that had only done one run because of uh, of, of what was going on with the with the track surface um, factor. Actually, the, the the reality is that the new tires were just were just better overall when it when it came to it. And and uh, Max said that. Um, yeah, he said that the tires were like it was like chewing gum grip, and he just just as he, he sort of just gave up basically as he ran onto the strip, and yeah, just sort of took the took the air out of it ever so slightly. But nevertheless, I, I really enjoyed qualifying. I thought it was it was really interesting. Uh, so Leclerc, Verstappen, Russell, top three, Gasly, Albon, and Sargent. So the two Williams lining up fifth and sixth, and so uh, James Vowles over the moon today, uh, and then then Bottas, Magnussen again, another Q three outing for Bottas. Great result there. Bag- uh, Magnussen in the in the Haas in eighth, followed by Alonso and Lewis Hamilton. So the two Mercedes do start in the top ten, but because of the science penalty. And then uh, Sergio Perez in 11th, someone who missed out on doing a, a second run. So both Perez and Hamilton missing out there in Q2, getting knocked out in Q2. Then Carlos Sainz will start in 12th. 13th, Hulkenberg, Ricardo, Norris and Ocon, Joe Piastri, the two McLarens. Yeah, you'll notice way, way down. Stroll being penalised. Uh, for getting a grid penalty for overtaking under yellow flag conditions and Yuki Tsunoda starting last. So let's talk about Carlos Sainz's penalty then. Can you help me and our listeners understand why the stewards' hands were tied? Even the official document that came out was as close as they could get to saying this sucks. Um, They said, if we could have done something different, we would have done. I'm paraphrasing there, um, which is quite rare for Stewart's document, which are normally pretty dry things. But they said, like, our hands are tied. We don't agree with this, but we have to say he needed a new battery, uh, which is outside the pool. And therefore, it's a 10 place grid penalty. I mean, this, Alex, makes me really frustrated at a sport which is self-contained. It's a small group of people who can get their heads together and say, this is blatantly unfair to Carlos Sainz so we can make an exception. Now, rules can get changed or or amended or things can happen because of force majeure. So why can't this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Martin. Um, It's absolutely ludicrous and it's very, very unfair on Carlos Sainz. And I think he's quite right to blast this at every available opportunity he gets in the media. Um, he basically said in the press conference, um, oh, oh, little, little, uh, side note, little anecdote. The press conference is so far from the press room. It's over a kilometer walk. Uh, I had to run there because there's no, like the, the drivers go straight from doing the TV interviews outside their cars to the press conference room. Normally that's fine because you're fairly nearby, but I actually had to leg it. Um, it was brilliant actually, it, 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 you know, it, it was, it was irritating having to do it, but, uh, it, it finally seemed to perk me up after my terrible night's sleep. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, stop going no, that's fine. I'm glad you digressed. Um, Cause I meant, I want another, a supplementary question, which I'll ask now. Great. Do you get to do it? Do you get to do a track run for this or not? Because it's all closed. I think I could have done like about. Oh, okay. Now. Right. There you go. 
but it would have been with open traffic. Like the, the roads are still are still closed. Or no, I, w- I would have liked to. It's a bit. Like I haven't. I've never done a track run at Monaco because obviously it's the same thing. They're open to cars, and it's just a bit. It's just a bit dodgy. Uh, but I do enjoy uh, normally doing that. Looking forward to doing that in Abu Dhabi next week. But yeah, yeah. Back to science. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Carlos. Yeah, he basically said the sports let me down, and I don't think he's wrong about that. But the problem is, is it is the whole sport has let him down, not just the stewards, not just the FIA, not just a small group of people, because actually my understanding, and now we are entering the realm of sources said and things like that, and we can't, you know, we're not pointing fingers at anyone, but, but essentially the stewards can change certain things like the event timetable. Like, you know, we saw that, I remember very famously, the Belgian Grand Prix 2021, they extended they stopped various clocks they extended things just to try and get a race in which normally um you know they that is that is technically a rule change right but in this case my understanding is that everybody would have had to agree so you've got the, the stewards take take out of this basically it's, it's the FIA would have completely had to agree with all their you know staff and, and advisory committees and things like that and the FOM, I, I mean, I, I guess they would have been a part of it. They're not not so much part of it because this is a rules thing. In fact, they're really not part of it because it's a rules thing. But the other thing is the teams. They would have had to have had unanimous support of the teams and they would have had to convene an extraordinary email vote, I guess, of the World Motorsport Council. Um, so yeah, it, it, was, it would have been a big thing, right? Um, and again, my understanding is that it never got as far as a vote there's sort of been suggestion i've seen in various places that one team voted against this rule change no vote took place i've heard it could even have been multiple teams were lobbying saying the penalty should be enforced so they knew they weren't going to get consensus so it never got as far as we can probably try and do something about it i have no idea which team it was but it would be fairly obvious who would benefit if one ferrari disappears from a front row lockout many teams benefit from science not not being where he should be basically so it, 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 it could it could be any of them but yeah it's 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 not it's not quite as clear-cut as oh we we know this is unfair we can we can we can redo the rules and it's also sort of again it's on the teams because it's the sort of thing the teams ask for like they know the max was happened said this in a press conference they we know there's a risk that we could be involved in a massive accident that could damage the gearbox that could damage the battery and we get a penalty and the team sign up for that and they're okay with it and it's sort of the same thing here so it's 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 really harsh it's really sort of grossly unfair on science i just don't see any any way around it really without you know this specific thing being put into the rules because we like i said at the start of the podcast we've seen this before do you remember when grosjean uh hit that drain or or, or whatever it was the curb came up in malaysia there's been lots of talk i think has may even have got compensation that like, go and look that up listeners but um yeah. i think they might have got some sort of insurance claim out of it because of the amount of damage it did to the car but anyway i'm just saying maybe this could be a specific thing that could be looked at in the, in the rules and actually martin you mentioned stewards documents there have been some good ones lately you know the stewards have sort of lambasted the fia for the track limits thing in austin and well you know why things weren't sort of totally uh, you know available to them there so yeah it's, it's interesting there are there are irritating amount of holes in the rules still it seems now the track looks slippery but we'll get to that question in a moment first of all i want to talk about today's podcast sponsor nord vpn you wouldn't expect to watch Formula One with drivers not wearing helmets or seatbelts. So why not have the same safety standards when you go online? NordVPN's defence shields your private data when you're on public Wi-Fi and it puts laps on the competition by blocking malware and phishing attempts. Plus, when the grid lights go out and you're hunting for that exclusive race coverage from just beyond your reach, wherever that may be coming from in the world, NordVPN 
It's like a virtual pit crew switching your location to put you trackside anywhere in the world. And it doesn't end at the checkered flag. With NordVPN, stream your favourite shows and movies at top speeds with no buffering. I just leave mine connected. So whether I'm streaming, I'm surfing, I'm doing other things, I never notice that I've got my VPN from NordVPN connected. It's that quick. Now, to grab our huge discount offer off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Autosport F1. Make sure you put the F and the 1 at the end of it. Uh, NordVPN.com slash Autosport F1. Our code gives you four additional months for free on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, The link is in the episode description box as well. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, so the track... The track looks slippery. If you can let us know a little bit more about why the drivers are talking about how this is definitely not the gold standard of surfaces, and then what that might feed into what the Grand Prix is like on on in the main event. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of talk of that. A lot of talk actually specifically about the Jeddah track, which is interesting. They're sort of describing it. I think George Russell, that's the gold standard of a new surface, particularly on a street track, uh, because it just was just very, very grippy. And it meant they could take multiple lines through the corners, whereas here it is very slippery and it's sort of only really one line. And the reason I have it from um, uh, uh, Pirelli motorsport boss Mario Izola is the difference is that uh, in Jeddah, what the the, the organising team there did was that they blasted the surface with high pressure uh, water jet like w- washing the surface away and effectively what that does is get rid of all the uh, the bitumen in the in the in the in the top of the asphalt and it and it also exposes the the stones that make up um you know asphalt as well so it just makes it a little bit rougher and the tires really grip into it and it's all really nice um, and actually uh, effectively what this does is age a track surface so Jeddah is sort of artificially aged by three to four years. So potentially this Las Vegas track could get to that level naturally because it will happen naturally. Um, The reason why they couldn't do it here is because A, this track was resurfaced in lots of stages. That's why there's also lots of different bits of asphalt here um, in terms of different asphalt types. Um, Couldn't do that because it's public roads and it was just, it was just, you know, it was just too, too difficult to organize. Um, Interesting, actually, it's not the lowest, grip of the year there's actually monaco here it's just here they've got no downforce because of the long straights and and they're they're massively quicker on the on the speed levels and 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 the other element to the track surface that actually comes to the race is that uh, the drivers are also uh, struggling with their braking um, particularly the end of the very long straight that runs the length of the strip because the tires are cooling on the straights by up to you know 40 degrees uh, celsius on the fronts and 25 degrees celsius um, on the rears so basically is that is that yeah their braking is just very unpredictable because they don't know the sort of tire surface temperature that they're going to have and that might that might make overtaking you know much more interesting because of, of of mistakes happening lockups we've seen that throughout all of the sessions people going off and it just makes battles really interesting right you know drivers just that it could be that the braver ones uh, are, are, are rewarded um so yeah it's, it's going to be interesting it's not going to be like singapore where charles Leclerc, if this was singapore would just be driving around as slowly as he could making sure that no one could get past him as we saw carla science did very very successfully there overtaking should be possible um it's it's looking like it's going to be a one stopper likely um starting on the mediums going to the hards because the hards just take too long to warm up um and the sort of soft tire it could become an option at the end of the race is what pirelli uh reckons if because the track surface evolution as we've talked about is going to completely reset again and it's going to happen and, and when the rubber does go down the big important factor of this race um is that is, is graining basically we don't see that 
all that often these days with with Pirelli. Um, but here it's a big problem because of the the low downforce nature. The cars are sliding all over the place. It's ripping the surface of the tire, and the the rubber's going across it, and that makes it even more sliding. Um, certain teams, I know Williams have done this, have actually set their cars up to be good on graining in the race. So that actually means introducing uh, understeer. So that will have harmed them in qualifying. Williams potentially could have been even better, but it just means that they, Pirelli is insisting that it's better to have front graining than rear graining because traction is critical here. Um, That is something that Charles Leclerc should be a little bit concerned about because if you're really hitting the curbs hard as he seems to like to, you know, you're going to have a little bit of extra sliding um, and it's just going to make it a bit more stressful for for, for the traction. So, yeah, it's it, it's it's no given that this is going to be Ferrari's um, second win of the season, but it's it's their best shot to. Uh, and actually, there's there's something really interesting here. Um, also, by the way, it could be a two stopper if you know if there's a late safety car, they'll go to the softs, things like that. Um, and and yeah, don't forget that big traffic track, track evolution factor. But the, the key point I think to end on here is the start. I think is absolutely going to be key to this race because Max Verstappen said it himself he thinks this race is going to be almost exactly like in terms of the start Austin in 2012 from the first race there again a very slippery track surface do you remember that that Ferrari broke the seal on Felipe Massa's gearbox so that they he would get a penalty and Fernando Alonso would be sent from the the slippery side of the grid to the clean side of the grid Verstappen thinks it's going to be like that and he's now on the slippery side of the grid because he qualified third science has been demoted so potentially it could be Charles Leclerc leading from George Russell if the if the the, the, tra- the side of the track with the racing line turns out to be the one to be on. So um so yeah, it could it could be more interesting than just Max Verstappen blasts his blast by at the start like he did in Brazil to Lando Norris in the sprint race. Oh, by the way, Max absolutely uh not laid into. He just had a lovely qu- uh, quip about how oh there's no sprint race here, so we can't tell. It's wonderful, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, oh, that's quite good. He's also very eloquent again on on why he just doesn't like this race. I thought it was he came across really well. I could really thought about it. Um. And yeah, it, it could be something different. Equally, it could be another Red Bull just crushes it. They were looking, they were the strongest on the long ones in, in FP2, but Ferrari weren't weren't that far away from that. And in fact, the graining got better on Science's tyres. So it's, 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 Ferrari have got every chance is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I got, I'm full respect to Max Verstappen for saying, hey, great event, like well done for putting it on. It's not a racetrack that is for me. Um, and people always talk about how Formula One drivers are so sanitised these days. Oh, they're not, you know, smoking and drinking and punching each other. Bring back the 70s. And uh, and well, there's Max Verstappen got criticised for saying, well, hey, look, I mean, there's plenty of tracks to pick and choose from. This one isn't one for me. And then somehow he did wrong by some people. It, I don't know, confuses me. I thought it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic thing to uh, to say as a world ch- multiple world champion. Alex, before you go, got to ask have you watched yet from turn 17 because for me that looks like an opportunity for a massive shunt the cars i don't know if they're at vmax or not but they're going so quickly there is no room for error as they come onto the start finish straight i just that shot around t17 have you, have you watched from there yet the cars are so quick going around about 45 degrees i think there is no room for error there if there's any mistake it's a massive accident they're heading to I haven't actually, uh, Martin, just, just purely because when we go trackside, it's better to go to sort of slower corners because you can see more what the cars are doing, whereas where they come for a turn like that, it looks, I think it looks fantastic on TV. You just can't really see what's making the difference other than the sort of general general lines and the amount of sort of ground striking the cars are doing. So no, haven't had the chance to do that. Um, but yeah, I do think it looks um, absolutely magnificent, that corner. But as you say, there are potential concerns. It's also sort of a, rather a blind corner if there's a big accident up ahead say for instance like Lance Strolls in Singapore that could be really concerning in the race and again it's not as cold as people feared but it's not warm 
it's yeah. I had a hat on as I was walking back from from the paddock. Okay, it's quite quite a bit later. Um, then the race will be starting later today, tomorrow. I don't even know what time it is anymore. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, they basically they could lose tire temperature in a safety car, and there'll be another safety car, another safety car, another safety car, and a Haas will win because it can fire its tires up. Why not? Wow. Okay, here we go. Looking forward to it. Thank you for your time. I hope you get a decent night's sleep tonight. Yeah, me, me oh too. my goodness. Oh my goodness. Or during the day, because all the teams are now heading home to sleep during the day. It's just, and then you're heading to Abu Dhabi as well, like all the teams. And it's, oh my goodness. It's so much to ask for everyone involved putting on this sport that we love, covering it, organizing it, reporting on it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening on the podcast. And we'll catch you on the next one. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.